Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now, of course, Shamar Woods. Shamar Woods is a professor of sports journalism at Arizona State University. Shamar, good morning. Hey, good morning, Solomon. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. Great to be with you this morning. All right. So it was NBA All-Star Weekend. Did you happen to catch the game? I did. I did, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that mess. Can I, can I get my two hours back, please? <laughs> <laughs> so somebody scored 200, man. Yeah, it's getting out of hand. When you look at the NBA and the All-Star product that they put out, I mean, what happened to the good old days yeah. where – you actually used to be intrigued, tied in, looked forward to whether it be the three-point shooting contest, whether it be mm-hmm. the dunk contest, even a celebrity game, uh, in addition to, obviously, Sunday's All-Star game. And this is, this year, it just really lacked uh, that star power, really lacked that must-watch uh, uh, factor. And the NBA really has to figure it out. Now, of yeah. course, they did try to incorporate new events. Uh, this year, uh, you know, one featuring Steph Curry on Saturday night and three point shoot, shootout. Um, but overall, just when it comes to the product, you talk about competitiveness, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not there. And I guess you understand, yes, the athletes certainly have a season to play for, a championship to play for. Uh, but the NBA has to do a better job of finding a way where the athletes can stay healthy, but they can also put a competitive product on the court. And right now, we talk about over 200 points. It's just not that uh, in what we're watching. And yeah. so until they find a way to figure it out, uh, the NBA is going to be in trouble. This weekend was a snoozer uh, in Indianapolis, you know, even from Friday to Sunday. Uh, there were really very few highlights. Um, you know, I, I guess if you want to count, um, you know, uh, Matt McClung, who mm-hmm. was in the dunk contest, mm-hmm. and it's his second straight year. Uh, competing. I mean, haven't we done that trick already? Yeah. Uh, let's get some fresh blood in there. But, you know, it, it all comes down to the stuff. It's the all-star weekend. Stars have to compete. Yeah. Whether it be the dunk contest or whether it be the game itself, the stars have to compete. That's who the fans vote for. That's who they tune in to see. Mm-hmm. You got Matt McClung. Matt McClung, of course, was here with the Sixers uh, in, with RG League affiliate for a while. I believe that's where he was when he won the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a guy who's only played in four NBA games. He can't even get on the floor, man, and he's winning the dunk contest? Come and on. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally with you, and I think that's the thing. And I think you've kind of seen, uh, you know, sort of the shift in, in recent years when it comes to sports, uh, when it comes to uh, viral personalities, in this case, a, a viral uh, sensation uh, dunker. Um, and if you go on YouTube, you can check out all of his dunks and, you know, in NBA circles, he's certainly a guy that people are aware of, who people know. Um, but he's not somebody who is going to consistently contribute on an NBA team. And so, um, you know, again, I think that he really caught the NBA and the NBA fans by surprise last year when he burst on the scene. Not many people knew him, but we kind of knew what to expect. And so again, you, you really, didn't have that wow factor when it came to McClung uh, this year. And you would just hope that they can find somebody or at least convince these stars to compete in a dunk contest. We want to see it. We want to see it, LeBron. Yeah. Now, Jalen Brown, he did compete, uh, but even he got booed mm-hmm. uh, by the Indianapolis crowd on Saturday night mm-hmm. after a dunk contest. But uh, we really want to see the best guys compete in that dunk contest, especially I think it will certainly add 
as the overall weekend. And then after that, the NBA certainly has to figure out the all-star game itself. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we got to talk about viral personalities. And there is one here in Philadelphia. Jason Kelsey is one of those viral personalities in sports. What are the Eagles going to do if their all-pro center retires? Yeah, uh, Jason Kelsey's certainly been everywhere. Everywhere except the Eagles facility uh, in, in recent weeks as the season ended. Uh, you know, we've seen him at tailgates for the Bills game. Uh, we've seen him hanging out in, in Travis Kelsey's box as well uh, for the Chiefs playoffs games. Uh, and so I, I think as it stands right now, when it comes to Jason Kelsey's future in Philadelphia, he has to make it clear on, on where he stands and he has to make a decision. Uh, now there were reports that came out uh, that he was retiring, but Jason Kelsey refuted those reports and said that he has not made a decision yet. Well, now is that time uh, because we are approaching free agency uh, and Eagles need to know what direction they're going in moving forward. You talk about Jason Kelsey, what he leaves behind, uh, what the Eagles will miss if he does this retire. I think the biggest thing, more than what he contributes along that offensive line, is just leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, there will certainly be a void. This is a, a leader, an all-pro center who has been with the team since 2011 when he was first drafted, mm -hmm. over 13 seasons. Uh, and so losing him, losing somebody who's been around uh, through the highs and the lows of the Eagles organization and has uh, reached the top and winning a, a Super Bowl, uh, you, you really lose a lot. And then you're going to have to ask yourself, well, who's going to step up? You know, potentially Jalen Hurts as he uh, looks to climb as the franchise quarterback. You may look at, at a guy like Devontae Smith as well. Um, but they certainly need to find a way to, to fill that void. And there's no true answer as it stands right now. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to actually replacing Kelsey along uh, the offensive line at center, uh, you'll remember the Eagles did draft a center in Camp Jurgens yeah. uh, in the 2022 draft. And so he is likely to be the guy who replaced Kelsey uh, at center. Uh, at the time, Kelsey even called that draft pick. Uh, it was his favorite player uh, coming out of the draft. Mm -hmm. So high praise there from Kelsey. Uh, I think Jurgens, again, being with the team over the last two seasons, certainly has experience, has the opportunity, uh, or has had the opportunity to learn behind Kelsey and can easily contribute uh, this year in the 2024 season. And so, I think that is who the Eagles will lean on. Uh, but then you might have some other moves as well along that offensive line. That's why it's important for Jason Kelsey to make sure he lets the Eagles organization know sooner rather than later. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the Eagles, the NFL draft coming up in April, will they stand pat at number 22 in the first round? And if so, what do you think they'll do? Yeah, all eyes on the NFL draft uh, as it stands right now. And uh, if you look at certain mock drafts uh, around uh, around the league, you'll see that it looks like the Eagles are going to stay pat, stand pat at that number 22 pick. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't seem like they will trade. Um, you have CBS uh, Sports that is reporting that they may potentially uh, decide to pull a trade and trade their pick and drop fall to number 28 in the draft. We'll have to see if that plays out, but uh, all indications as it stands right now are the Eagles are going to stay uh, with the number 22 pick. But you never know with Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles. Uh, but let's say the Eagles do decide to stay. Mm -hmm. uh, right now you have uh, many experts predicting the Eagles to pick up a cornerback. Um, now, you know that they went and, and got fired at midseason uh, to help shore up that secondary. Uh, they left, lost quite a bit. You know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson 
uh, in the offseason. Maddox getting injured uh, last season as well. And so this is a team that certainly needs reinforcements along that secondary. And then you also have, uh, you know, the decline of uh, James Bradbury and also Darius Slay. They didn't have the best season uh, last year. So mm-hmm. you may see the Eagles go to the draft and pick up a cornerback. Uh, there are a couple out there that the Eagles should certainly have their eyes on. Uh, out of Clemson, there's a guy, Nate Wiggins, um, who the Eagles should certainly have their eyes on. Uh, they're also predicting uh Kayon Mitchell out of Toledo as well. He's a confident shutdown cornerback, according to uh, draft experts. Um, and then there's another guy, Cameron Kitchens. He's out of Miami. He's a safety. Mm-hmm. And so you will see, uh, at least all, according to uh, all indications, the Eagles pick up and, and look to sure up that secondary. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, again, Howie Roseman is known to have a, a trick or two up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the Eagles certainly need to focus on, on that defensive secondary uh, in this year's draft. Okay. So, of course, baseball season coming up. And the Phillies star player Bryce Harper, who played 11 seasons as an outfielder before moving to first base due to an injury, is now looking at staying at that position. What flexibility does that give the Phillies this season? Um, what do you think? Well, number one, I think you certainly it's it, it lighter on the on, on the checkbook uh, mm-hmm. for Dave Dombrowski because now you don't have to pay Reese Hoskins. Uh, of course, Bryce Harper filled in for Reese Hoskins when he had that unfortunate spring training injury. Um, and Reese Hoskins in the open market, uh, just got paid $34 million. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he was certainly going to demand a, a lot of money. And now that you have, uh, sort of, I guess a cheaper replacement. Now Bryce uh, Harper certainly has a lofty contract himself. Um, but you certainly are able to move Bryce over to, to first base and, uh, find your, your replacement in house. Uh, a lot of some of the other ramifications as it comes to the roster, uh, a guy like Kyle Schwarber as well. Uh, it moves him into the full-time designated hitter position. So you're no longer depending on him uh, to play first base. And then also when it comes to the outfield as well, I think you sure up um, a lot in the outfield when it comes to uh, cer- certain guys such as Nick Castellanos uh, um, as well. He won't have to learn a, a new position. Um, he logged 99 innings in the left in left field in the majors last year. And, and so at the end of the day, this certainly makes it a lot easier uh, for the Phillies to to make adjustments, uh, both in the infield and the outfield, and to slide people into their natural position without mm-hmm. having to do too much, whether it be go to the market or uh, have players learn a new, a new position. Mm-hmm. Um, now. This was always a foregone conclusion. Now, when Bryce Harper signed that long-term deal, uh, it was understood that he would eventually move from the outfield to the infield. Maybe not this soon, but yeah. obviously injuries moved that up. Um, so this, uh, you know, we could have, you know, predicted that this was going to happen at some point. And now Bryce Harper over the weekend said that he wants to be a Philly uh, for the rest of his life. He wants to retire a Philly. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think you'll see him at that first base for as long as he's in Philadelphia. All right. Well, we'll see because he's talking about being here until he's like 40. Uh, he's talking about making an adjustment to his contract. He's already got a $330 million 13-year contract. Of course, the uh, Phillies brass saying, look, we don't, we don't want him to have to worry about that. So do you think they make an adjustment to his contract? Absolutely. You have to keep Bryce Harper. I yeah. mean, absolutely. Um, there's no way uh, the Phillies don't make a, a deal uh, with mm-hmm. them. I think, you know, it's very clear that Bryce Harper 
wants to be with the organization, loves Philadelphia, and then also what he's been able to contribute as well, uh, you know, to that organization. You have to keep him around. You're not going to find a replacement for, for Bryce Harper. And so, yes, I do think the Phillies find a way to restructure his deal to make sure it lasts into his 40s. All right. That is Shamar Woods. Shamar Woods, of course, a professor of sports journalism at Arizona State University, joins us each week to talk sports. Shamar, as always, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 